Welcome to Real World Real Talk. I'm your host, Dr. DZ Cofield. You're listening to your member-supported public radio station, KTSU 90.9, the heart and soul of Houston. Well, the new year is upon us, and you know what comes with the new year, New Year's resolutions. And today we have one of our favorite guests in our studio today to talk about New Year's resolution and how to experience a New Year's reset. If you got off track last year, if you got off track over the holidays, what's a strategy to get back on track? We'll talk about some other health issues that are going on in our society, make you aware of some things that you definitely want to know. Dr. Coda Reddy is with us on today. You know, I got fussed at because somebody said, now, why'd you bring him in just before the holidays to talk about stuff? Well, hopefully that helped you to do a little better over the holidays. I know it helped me to do better. And now we want to help you get back on track for the new year. Dr. Coda Reddy, thank you for being with us today on Real World Real Talk. Thank you, Dr. Cofield. Thank you for inviting me. And once again, Happy New Year. Yeah, man. Happy New Year <laughs> to you as well and to everybody else. Now, you know, I, I have to say this. We've done multiple shows. And one of the things I always remember, you talk about the fact that between October the 31st and February the 14th, the rate of heart attacks, uh, strokes, stress-related diseases go up well, significantly. And I, I, you know, every time I get word of somebody who passed, I just got a message. A, a friend of mine, um, his uh, wife passed away tragically day after Christmas. Had some other people I heard about had heart attacks, major strokes around the holidays, and I'm always reminded of our conversations and. And really the control that we can have over our lives if we just take care of certain things. Here we are now in the new year. And I know uh, a lot of people have gone through a lot, especially with Hurricane Harvey, a lot of stress oh, yes. uh, in people's lives. Um, there are people who are still not in their homes, who are still not connected with their family members as they were before the hurricane uh, there are people who are displaced in terms of their jobs. That's um, true. They're still not back in their offices and things like that, along with the normal health challenges that we have. What can we do to reset? I was reminding somebody about a conversation that we had in an earlier episode when we talked about the fact that you can control stress, right? That stressful things may come at you, but you decide what is going to be stressful to you or not. As we're going into this new year, I'm trying to layer on positive habits and um, positive behavior, both in terms of my eating and my rest, et cetera. I want us to walk people through now. OK, I've got these resolutions. I know I need to get right. But, man, I don't know where to begin or I need a strategy to get back on track. I need to hit that reset button. Let's help somebody reset today. So uh, let's put it this way. So patients come in, like for since January 3rd, patients have become coming to the office and everybody has the same story. Holidays have been here. We've been eating a lot. We gained a lot of weight and blood sugar is going up. Blood pressure is going up. We don't feel good. We want to reset. And even though this is early part of the year, everyone is saying that we are under a lot of stress. There's so much stress. You can't cope up with stress. So this is how I approach them. When I first see them, I say, okay, what are the three things you and I do every day in common? They're quiet. I say there are only three things we do. There are 7.5 billion people on this earth, and all of them do only three things in life. One, we sleep. Two, we stress. Three, we eat. So let's say, starting today, 
you refuse to be stressed. Two, you always make it a point to sleep like a child. Three, eat right. That's it. Starting today, you make yourself a rule. Starting today, I am going to be sleeping like a child no matter what happens. Set yourself a time. Let's say, in my case, I go to bed at 8.30. From 8.30 to 7, I go to sleep. No matter what happens, I don't care. That's my bedtime. I don't watch TV. I go to sleep. Why? Only during sleep can I let my body heal. Only with good sleep can I improve my inflammation. Only with sleep can I let the body improve and kill all dying cells. Only by sleeping well can I decrease my inflammation. And if I don't sleep well, I'm not able to work next day well. If I don't sleep well, I'm not creative next day. And if I don't sleep well, I'm putting myself at the highest risk for Alzheimer's. So, so let's go back just for a moment because when, when people talk about sleep, I know of people who brag about how little sleep they get or how little sleep they need. And there's this sense that if you sleep a lot, you're sleeping your life away. But what you talked about are, are very important and critical things. And a lot of people, I don't know if they realize all that you get from sleeping right. Every, sleeping well. Every time a patient comes to my office and brags about how little sleep they can get by, I just literally laugh and laugh and laugh. I tell them, you know what? Let's take an example. Reagan, if you talk to any person who is a specialist on brain, any neurophysiologist, they'll tell you one thing. Brain is a muscle. The more you use it, the better it gets. Simple, right? When I want to lift weights, I want to build muscle. I lift a lot of weights all the time. I build muscle. Similarly, the brain is a muscle. The more you push it, the better it gets. So let's take Reagan as an example. Reagan was a very smart man to begin with. He becomes the president of this country. Now, when you're a president of this country, you're pushing your brain to the limits. That means you're being hit every hour from every angle with a new problem. You have to continuously evolve, solve, and be creative. Okay? So he has fulfilled the requirement of a neurophysiologist. Push the brain to the limit. He has done it. Yet, why did Reagan, who was an intelligent man to start with, by year six, develop dementia and Alzheimer's? He did one thing wrong. What was the one thing? Every night, he would sit with an opposition leader and discuss politics late into night and compromise only one thing, sleep. That is one of the reasons why you notice, if you look, higher the IQ, higher the incidence of Alzheimer's. Why? If my IQ is 200, what am I going to do? I'm going to stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning trying to prove a point that I'm better than you and try to come up with new ideas and create something new. But in the end, who am I destroying? My own brain. The dumber you are, the less likely to have dementia. Why? You sleep well and you don't care. It's amazing. <laughs> so think of it this way. So imagine you and your wife decide to go on a vacation. You stay in a hotel. Good. When you're in a hotel, when does the room cleaning come in? Only when you're not in the room. Think of the room as a brain. When does the brain clean itself? Only when you're not in the brain. And when are you not in the brain? When you're in deep sleep. So if you compromise your sleep, are you getting deep sleep? No. If you don't get deep sleep, are you allowing the brain to clean itself? No. If you never let the brain clean itself, are you accelerating the chance of developing dementia? Yes. Everybody's looking at turmeric and ginkgo biloba and this and that crap to take to prevent Alzheimer's or coconut oil for Alzheimer's. Simple thing. If you sleep well, you will prevent Alzheimer's. That's how simple it is. And we all have to sleep we all sleep. Why not sleep well and sleep deep? Wow. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real World, Real Talk. I'm your host, Dr. DZ Cofield. This is our New Year's resolution episode with Dr. Coda Reddy. We're talking about a New Year's reset, how to get your life back in order. Sleep. 
critical. Very critical. Number Gotta one is sleep. sleep. So of the three points, of the three points, first is sleep. Not stress, not food, sleep. If you don't sleep well, you could be having zero stress. You could be having... Uh, be on a right diet, you will still have problems with Alzheimer's. You will still have problems with other things. You, you know, it's interesting you say that because I can look back in my life and the times that I was stressed. No, let me go back. The times I didn't sleep, I stayed up. And the times I stayed up, I ate. And I ate too much. And I didn't rest. And that just fueled the stress and the anxiety and everything else. And it became this vicious cycle, yes. but it all went back to sleep. me not sleeping well. Correct. Okay. So if nothing else, number one, people need to figure out and work on how they sleep. Now, let's let's talk about that sleep, though, because um, there's somebody who's listening who drinks in order to sleep. They drink alcohol in order to sleep. They take pills in order to sleep. That's not the kind of sleep you're talking about. No. It does Let's say you have a six-year-old child. What does the child take to go to sleep? He goes to bed 8 o'clock, falls asleep, and he sleeps till uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, and he wakes up, and when you talk to the child, he'll say, Dad, I slept like 12 hours, and it felt like a minute because the child has gone into deep sleep, had no problems, in bliss, wakes up fresh. That's the type of sleep I'm talking about. Now, a lot of my patients take melatonin to help them sleep because it's a natural agent that helps you sleep. Do you know how many people have picked up who are taking melatonin developing sleep apnea? A lot of people take Tylenol PM or Benadryl to help them sleep. You know what that does? It causes sleep apnea. A lot of people take testosterone to improve their performance. What does testosterone do? It causes sleep apnea. A lot drink wine or alcohol because it's good for them. But what does it do in the evening when they drink? It makes sleep apnea worse. So first you have to find out if you have sleep apnea or not. If you don't have sleep apnea and because you are drinking coffee in the morning or stressed out in the morning, you are unable to sleep at night, you take a sleeping pill, you are going to cause sleep apnea. If you take sinus problem, if you have sinus problem, you take sinus medications, you are going to have sleep apnea. If you take melatonin, you will have sleep apnea. So remember, if you're doing something wrong and you can't sleep and then you take a sleeping pill, if you don't have sleep apnea, you will develop sleep apnea. If you have sleep apnea, you will make it 10 times worse. And every time you have sleep apnea situation at night, that means you stop breathing. Every time you stop breathing, you drop your oxygen level. Every time you drop your oxygen level, you are killing brain cells every night. Are you able to replenish them overnight? No. So please be careful. And if you don't correct it, you're looking at dementia, strokes, and other problems. You know what's interesting? Um, you just talk about that six-year-old, that eight-year-old, the things that we tell our children and you know, our grandchildren when they go to bed, we don't follow those same rules. No. Like, we wouldn't let our children go to bed and watch television. No. Right? We wouldn't let our children go to bed and listen to music. No. We wouldn't let our children go to bed and say, you know, hey, you know, uh, get something to eat or, or have a bowl of ice cream before you go to bed. No. Why is that? You're right. I never thought of it, but you're right. My son... We don't make sure we, we make sure that he eats at 6 o'clock. You're right. We never ask him to eat at 9 or 10. Two, we don't let him watch TV at night. Three, no computer at night. Four, hey, just get in bed and go to sleep. Right. And even if they say, well, I'm not sleepy. You know what? Just get in there and look at the ceiling. You That's know, right. Just close your do, eyes. Make your, do your prayer. Say your prayers. Get in bed. Say your prayers. Get in bed. That's it. Yeah. So what, it, it sounds like somebody, and I hate to get like into your business right now, but somebody who's listening needs to follow those same rules. Yes. Right? Because you can't really get into deep sleep, at least I'm not able to, when I leave the TV on. 
No. Um, in fact, it's been clearly said. If you're going to watch TV and fall asleep, you are not going to go into deep sleep. You're going to have a problem. Uh, you have problem sleeping and have disturbed sleep. Even reading a book before going to sleep also has an impact. Best is for half an hour, just relax, meditate, pray, and then drop off into sleep. That is the best way to fall asleep. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so New Year's resolution not to make a million dollars. Nope. <laughs> sleep. Master uh, sleep. Not to lose weight. Let's start first. Master sleep. Master sleep. If you can master sleep, you will be the healthiest person. Forget everything you learned. If you can have, and one thing I've noticed, a person who sleeps deep and sleeps well does not have any medical problems. He may be fat, he may be, have other problems, but does not have any medical problems and they're very healthy. That's what I learned. After 20 years, I realized you have to master sleep, non-negotiable. Let's talk about some of the things that happens with the body because when you talk about the body healing, fighting disease, yes. I mean, let's, let's talk. talk about some so of those things. So when, when you sleep, you have two types of sleep. One is called the deep sleep. One is called the dream sleep. So when you first fall asleep, the moment a kid falls asleep, the first 90 minutes, they're going to deep sound sleep. They're in deep sleep. Even if there's a thunder, they won't even roll or move. After the 90 minutes, they go into the dream phase. When they go into the dream phase, all their muscles go into complete paralysis mode. That means their muscles are completely relaxed, but the brain is active. Now, when the brain is active, it is causing different dreams. That means the brain is waking up and checking every compartment, every department in the brain is checking. Activating this, okay, activate that, make sure everything's all right. Delete all the old unnecessary junk. See, you're processing information all day long. You're collecting information all day long. If you don't delete all the stuff, you won't work for more than three days and you can't store anything else. So what does it do during dream phase? It's cleaning, it's deleting, it's processing, it's filing, it's storing, it's doing everything it needs to. So then you go into dream sleep, then again you go back into deep sleep, then dream sleep, deep sleep, dream sleep. This goes on for seven to eight or nine hours. But as you sleep longer, your dream phase becomes longer and the deep sleep phase becomes smaller. But you still need seven to nine hours of sleep. That's rule number one. Now, if you don't go into dream phase, you will have a problem. If you don't go into deep phase, you'll have a problem. Meaning what? You'll have severe inflammation in the body. You, if once you have inflammation, your cortisol levels go up. Once your cortisol level goes up, your immunity drops. When your immunity drops, you get more susceptible to infections. I'm seeing so many, so many people coming to the office with flu and colds. Why? I am sitting there, sitting in front of them, exposed to cold every day, but I've not gotten, gotten a cold. What's the only difference? Sleep. If you don't sleep well, your immunity drops. When your immunity drops, you get sick. Once you get sick, these people, instead of recovering in two to three days, are taking four to five weeks to recover because their immunity is so destroyed. So you want to improve your immunity? Sleep well. You want to decrease inflammation? Sleep well. You want to clean your brain? Sleep well. You want to clean out all the junk from the brain? Sleep well. You want to keep your blood pressure under control? Sleep well. You want to prevent diabetes. I've had patients eating fruits, sweets every day, but they sleep nine, 10 hours deep. They don't have diabetes. I can't explain that. Wow. They are The amount of sugar they eat and they sleep. I'll give an example of my father-in-law. He works hard. Even at 78, he works 16 hours or 14 hours a day. But when he sleeps, he sleeps deep. He eats a lot of sugar and fruits. At 78, his hemoglobin even is 4.8. I can't explain that. Sleep. Wow. Master sleep. Master sleep. And David here spent did an all-nighter. He's so proud, he's telling me that I did not sleep all night long. 
I looked at him. I said, I sleep well. I slept ten hours last night. <laughs> no, no, you, you're right. Uh, so for those of you, <laughs> I am proud. I slept ten hours. He's proud. He did not sleep. No. <laughs> so who's so who's better? Who's, who's better? better? <laughs> you might want to edit this part. <laughs> that, that that's our engineer who's recording our show and uh yeah I, you know dave, dave dave has bragged in the past before he went to you i didn't know he was still bragging but uh <laughs> he said i'm not bragging i I, uh, I feel sad when somebody says i did an all-nighter no that's not the purpose of the human body you have to sleep and rule number one golden rule please everyone who's listening just one rule master sleep every chance you get take a nap cat nap 15 minutes not a problem take a cat nap and sleep well and have designated times and Protect your body and sleep. Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect that to be the first on the New Year's resolution. I'm sure you didn't, those of you who are in the listening audience. But sleep is vitally important. You have a whole lot of resolutions out there. Um, but what he just threw on us was something I've never seen on a New Year's resolution list. And that's to master sleep. Get the sleep that you need in order to allow your body to recuperate your mind, to unclutter itself. And it's amazing, you know, I, I can think of uh, how many times, I mean, just multiple times that, you know, things have been confusing. I couldn't see things clearly, got a good night's sleep, woke up the next day, and all of a sudden it was like, Bingo. man, perfect clarity. Even in sermon preparations, for example, if I had a long week, a hard week, you know, I can be finishing up and I've learned when my body is just tired and my mind is tired, go to sleep, go to sleep, wake up, Fresh. even if it's five or six hours later, wake up. And all of a sudden, man, it's like, boom, it's like the, the floodgates are open and, and it's amazing what God can do with a, a rested mind. OK, so sleep is number one. Yes. What's the second resolution Stress. that we can have? Stress. So people think that, oh, I exercise a lot. I say it doesn't matter. Oh, I eat right. Doesn't matter. If you don't master stress, it's absolutely useless. That means I now tell my patients when they come in, they're under so much stress. So I tell them simply, look, starting to just make me a promise. No matter what happens, we all know we are going to die. No matter what happens from this point on until you kick the bucket, promise me on the Bible that you will never, ever stress again. Oh, I can't. I said, why can't you do that? Make a promise. No matter what happens, you will promise me that until you die, you will live life, but you will never be stressed no matter what happens. So I realized three things. In life, every time a person talks about stress, why does a person have stress? Well, I realized that I have problems. I realized that I have feelings. I realized that I have emotions. I've realized that I've got enemies. Okay, so are the true enemies and problems truly outside? Or are they inside my mind? One day I realized that all those enemies and problems, feelings, emotions are all inside my mind. So that means... I am an entity. I am an entity. So I look at life through me. So when I'm looking out at life through me, if I decide to look at life through my mind, what do I see? Feelings and problems. If I decide to look at my mind through emotions and uh, problems and enemies, what am I looking through? Ego. So if I put a filter on called mind, I have feelings, I have problems. If I put a filter called ego, I have emotions and enemies. If I eliminate my ego and mind, what do I have? Absolute bliss. So how long does it take for me to change from stressful to no stress? Fraction of a second. All I have to ask the question is, is it my ego or is it my mind? 
If it's my mind, do the opposite. If it's the ego, do the opposite. When you do the opposite, what happens? You're in bliss. So whatever technique you can find, in some people I tell them, look, I, they say, okay, do you have faith? They say, yes, you have faith. Okay, if you have faith, why would you have stress? Well, they say, well, uh, stress comes in. I say, no, no, no. You can either have daylight or night. So if you're in faith, how can you have stress? No stress. If you're in stress, how can you have faith? You don't have faith. That means don't fool me. Either you have faith or you don't have it. If you have faith, then you can't be stressed. Yeah, you know, you raise a, a very, very, very interesting issue around this idea of stress because I think for the overwhelming majority of people, they don't see their stress as something they control. They see themselves as victims of stress and they get angry at other people who cause them stress versus looking in the mirror to see, okay, what is my role in accepting stress? Correct, correct. And the word is acceptance. Right. So what I hear you saying is you don't have to accept what may produce stress for somebody else. No. It doesn't have to produce stress in your life. That's correct. So how do we do that? Simple. I tell them. So this is what I use in my office. When patients come in and say, look, I have two grandmothers. My first grandmother is called Harriet Tubman, and my second grandmother is called Rosa Parks. So they look at me very strange. I said, what did I learn from Harriet Tubman? One, absolute faith. Two, absolute courage. Three, absolute conviction. Four, absolute confidence. Only with absolute faith was she able to do everything she did, and she had these four Cs. If you master these four through absolute faith, what can bother you? Nothing. So what do I learn from Rosa Parks' grandma? Okay. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What you think of me is none of my business. Two, three, you're entitled to have your own opinion. And my answer is no. When you apply these eight principles to stress, what happens to stress? In fraction of a second, it's gone. I had a lady, I hope she's listening. She's 42-year-old African-American lady, came in, moved from, uh, I think, uh, North Carolina. Enormous stress, family stress, financial stress, working as a teacher, harassment, problems at school, diabetes, on multiple medications, uncontrolled high blood pressure. And she was so stressed, she came in on th Thursday. So we discussed all these things and said, okay, these are the things you're going to do starting today. She took them to heart. Friday, she was not supposed to go to work, but she said because of harassment, she said, no, I'm going to go to work. She comes back three weeks later, sits in my office, absolutely stress-free. Nothing changed, but her attitude and perspective to life had changed so much that she had zero stress. She was free, laughing, and she said, everybody around me don't know what's going on with me. No matter how hard they attack me, I just uh, deflect it. I'm always happy, and they can't handle it. Then I realized that no matter how bad the stressful situation is, once you have simple principles employed into your brain and you follow the principles, nothing can touch you. Okay. So before somebody calls and says, Dr. Cofield, give us those eight things that Dr. Reddy said. Or what did he say? What did he say? I couldn't write them down fast enough. Give us the first four. First four is first, absolute first, faith. First grandmother. Absolute faith. Harry Tubman. Harry Tubman. First is absolute faith. Okay. Second is absolute courage. Because mm -hmm. with absolute faith comes absolute courage. With absolute courage with comes absolute confidence. With absolute confidence comes absolute conviction. But it all starts with absolute faith. Second, 
Second grandma, what does he say? Like the story from Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Second, whatever you think of me is none of my business. <laughs> whatever you think of me is none of my none business. business. Third, you are entitled to have your opinion. Absolute right to have your own opinion about me. Fourth, my answer is absolutely no. Now, if you have these eight principles ingrained in your mind, in your in your in your psyche, and every time the mind tries to, every time the mind tries to play a game with you, every time your ego tries to play a game with you, you adapt this. What happens? You tell your mind, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Tell your ego, you know what? Whatever you do, I don't give a damn. I'm going to do the opposite. What will happen to your problems and enemies? They go away. I, I think if we can just get that second one. From that second grandmother, whatever you think of me is none of my business. That's right. I don't have to. I don't have I don't to receive have to do. it. You don't have to tell it to me. That's it. You can you can scream your opinion at me at whatever you think. That is is a God given right you have, and I don't care about it. Yeah. That means your inner core can never be shattered or touched. And when you when you find out your inner core and you're in that in that mode, there is nothing on this earth that can stress you out. You're absolutely stress free, and then you can achieve that in less than a fraction of a second. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. I have more than 300 people who have done that in a, ma in a matter of one to two minutes. They've gotten into the stress and I've seen them back. They're absolutely stress-free, happy, even though they are doing two jobs. Even though they are doing two jobs and working hard, they don't come in stressed. Well, I think, I think the key is, as you said, stress is not your situation. Stress is not the circumstance you're in. Stress is your response yes. to the situation or circumstance. That's right. And stress is a habit. So your job is to make, uh, to be your, your default should be zero stress. So there are two types of stress. Stress number one, when stress hits you, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, and your muscles go into a spasm. That is type A stress that is bad. The type B stress is what? When stress hits you, your heart rate goes up, but your muscles go limp and your blood pressure drops. Now, that's the stress you want to have. You know why? No matter what hits you, your muscles are relaxed, your blood pressure is low, and you're absolutely clear-headed and nothing can bother you. And you can only get there when you change your habits of response. And that's all can be easily manipulated and changed by using these techniques. So Remember, again, I think, let's go back because we want to help somebody. Sleep. Important, very important, number one. And and sleep is going to help me with that stress. Absolutely. My response will be improved. Because some people, their stress keeps them from sleeping. Correct. Which, in essence, creates this vicious cycle. Yes. And then if I'm stressing and I drink alcohol, for example, to manage my stress. It gets worse. It gets worse. And it's going to keep me from sleeping. That's correct. It's going to keep me from recovering and seeing things clearly. So I get in this very, very vicious cycle. That's correct. Wow. So the point is simple. When you practice absolute faith, what happens to stress? There are a few words I tell them. One, first, learn to accept. Whatever comes your way, accept it. Second, let go. Third, before you let go, forgive yourself and everybody else. Fourth is be grateful. When you're grateful, you let go, and five is surrender to the higher power. When you have these five words ingrained in you, what will happen? Every stress comes, you accept it, you forgive yourself, you forgive everybody else, you let go, you surrender, and you're grateful to life. What happened? 
in a fraction of three seconds, you have gone through the whole sequence and unloaded it. So I've got some patients who come in stressed out. I tell them, look, anytime a stress hits, it's usually a game of the mind. It's a mind that makes you stressed because there is no other Satan other than the mind and the ego that's there always trying to destroy you. So think of it this way. Anytime the mind and ego come to you, just look at them and say, one, I'm so glad it happened. Two, I really don't care why it happened. Three, what can I learn from this? Four, how do I protect myself? Five, what's going to happen next? Let's see what happens. In less than three seconds to five seconds, you've gone from stressful situation to free and you're now looking forward to see what's going to happen next. You don't, you're not stressed. You're looking forward to see what's going to happen next. So what happened? No stress. Once you adapt and master these techniques, no matter what happens, you will be able to lead your 24 hours a day of which eight to 10 hours you're going to sleep the other time with zero stress. And if you can master stress, you're free. All right. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Real World, Real Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D.Z. Cofield. We have in the studio Dr. Coda Reddy, and he is giving us a list of New Year's resolutions that you have never heard before. I promise you. I, I've done New Year's resolutions shows in the past, and I've looked at lists and the top resolutions and I will tell you this, what he is giving us as the top resolutions that you should have, I have never seen on a list before. So number one resolution, sleep. sleep. Master sleep. Master sleep. Number two. Unload stress. Master stress. Master stress. That means you mastering the art of unloading stress. You never master stress. It's like a tiger. Stress is like a tiger. You can only train it, but you can never tame it. And you take your eye off the tiger, it will slaughter you. So your job is to unload stress. Unload stress. Master the art of unloading stress. Never mess with it. Never tango with it. Never dance with it. It'll rip you apart. Wow. And and the fact that you have to accept stress. Yes. Um, it's accept your it. mind that makes you stress. That's right. It's your mind and the ego that they're going to destroy your life because everything that causes irritation, every from here onwards, Every time you find yourself in a situation where you're angry at somebody or you're upset or you pursue someone as an enemy or you have a problem, stop and ask, is it my mind or is it my ego? The moment you identify if it's your mind or ego, do the opposite. Whatever the mind and ego is telling you, do the opposite. I will guarantee you in less than two seconds, you'll break the stress and you become free. Okay, let's go to the third thing. Number three. Number three. Resolution for? Is right food. That means there's... Food, which is right, one and uh, the second one is wrong. That's all. No portions, no calories, nothing. No supplements, no vitamins, no nutrients, no minerals, nothing. There's only two words. One word, one, one, uh, the first two words are right food. The second two words are wrong food. That's it. Food comes in right food, wrong food. Your job is to eat the right food as much as you want. That's it. Before I talk anything about diet, I want to talk about the two testimonies I have on Ready Diet. So when people who are listening to this program, if they go on Ready Diet on YouTube, they'll see two videos. The first video, you'll see Dorothy Graham. Here's a lady who was 93 years old who changed her diet. And by merely changing her diet, she lost more than 160 pounds, got rid of all her medications, reversed her diabetes, congestive heart failure, reversed her swelling in the legs. She got off her CPAP machine and she got off her wheelchair. She spent two and a half years on the wheelchair. She got off the wheelchair and started walking with a walker, then with a cane. And then we actually have the video of her climbing a flight of stairs. All this she accomplished by doing only one thing, following the protocol as per what we recommend in our program. And that is simple. 
water, ready bread, and recipes in the book. All she did was she drank water instead of anything else. She ate the ready bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and she ate the recipes from the book which we have. By merely doing this, she lost more than 160 pounds, reversed her medical conditions, dropped more than 14 medications, wow. including insulin, metformin, and glyburide. So listeners who are listening to this, I want them to go on YouTube, look at the video of Dorothy Graham. The second lady who came in recently, she lost 170 pounds in one year. So when I started questioning her, she said, I lost 170 pounds in one year, kept it off for more than nine months. I had 11 medical conditions, including diabetes, diabetic neuropathy, peripheral edema, swelling in the legs because of lymphedema, severe asthma, severe sleep apnea, congestive heart failure, all these conditions improved in less than six months of being on the program. She lost 170 pounds, got rid of 20 medications, wow. reversed 11 medical conditions. She could not walk three feet without gasping for breath. Now she's able to walk and run a mile without stopping. Go on YouTube, look up Ready Diet, and you'll see the next video which says, lady who lost 170 pounds and reversed her diabetes. If these two ladies, by merely changing their lifestyle and diet, more so by just sticking to water, ready bread, and recipes. So when I asked this other lady who lost 170 pounds, so first I asked her, did you have any surgery done? Did you exercise? She said, I did not exercise. I did not have any surgery done. I said, what is your secret? She said, this. What is this? Water, ready bread, recipes from the book. That's all she did. She did not improvise. She did not change. She did not modify. She just stuck to it. Calories did not matter. Portions did not matter. She continued to eat what was asked by her to be eaten. And she stuck to the program and was able to reverse all these medical conditions. Wow. So, okay, so we, we've talked about eating before. Let, let's talk about those things that you need to avoid. Let's talk about water. Yes. Um, making sure you, you drink water because I think there are a lot of people out there who just like we minimize the importance of sleep, we minimize the importance of water. Yes. Um, you know, Correct. I, I know when I drink more than enough water um, that even my desire for salt goes down. It's gone. Yes. Um, my body's not craving it. I'm and and stuff tastes saltier the more water I drink. And have you also noticed that your mind is calmer and clearer? Absolutely. I, I've noticed that toxins in my body. It, it's just it's just a, a flushing out. Uh, it's it's a wonderful thing. And for me this year, I've made it a point to drink more water, to be more conscientious in my my drinking of water. Um, but let's talk about those things that that people need to avoid as much as possible. So let's simplify it. Right food comes in solids and liquids. So what is a liquid right food? Water. That's it. Only one. Water. What should I do? The moment you get out of bed, forget brushing your teeth. The moment you get out of bed, drink two big glasses of water, 12 ounces. Non-negotiable. The only contraindication is if you are on blood pressure medications, including a medication called hydrochlorothiazide or Lasix, which is a fluid pill. If you are in a fluid pill, then don't do it because it's going to push your sodium level down. Otherwise, if you're not on fluid pills, 
the first thing you need to do when you roll out of bed is drink two glasses of water. And of course, if you're on dialysis. If you're on dialysis, you can do that. And right. if you have low sodium to start with, you can do that. But always consult your physician. Whatever we, uh, Dr. Cofield and I are discussing, please consult your physicians before you. Right. But, uh, but the overwhelming the, oh, majority, majority of Because it's always interesting when you have conversations like this. People always want to focus on the exception. That's right. And those of you who are focusing on the exception and you're not the exception, get up and drink some water. That's right. <laughs> roll out of bed. Make sure you have two glasses of water there. Drink two glasses of water and roll back into bed and sleep for another five minutes and see what happens. You'll suddenly realize that all your joint aches will be gone. The inflammation in your body improves significantly. Your joints are more flexible. Your head clears up. You don't have headaches. Your uh, Next thing you know, 10 minutes later, you're jumping out of bed. Why? Because you need to pee and poo. That's how fast things work. All you have to do is just two drink, two, drink two glasses of water, get back in bed, sleep for five, 10 minutes. You'll realize that all your systems come online. Your brain wakes up, your mind wakes up, your blood pressure drops, your heart rate drops, your colon is full of fluid. You start having cramps so that you have to go and empty your bladder, empty your balls, and you'll feel much better in less than 10 to 15 minutes. Most people get up in the morning to drink a cup of coffee to wake them up. Trust me, drink two glasses of water and you see you'll wake up much faster and your mind is a lot more clearer when you do that. Yeah. And, and I think what some people may not realize, and, and I'm stating this to get your opinion on it, not only is it the caffeine, but if you're dehydrated, you trying to get some kind of liquid into you. Yes. But, it rehydrates you. Right. But the coffee is a diuretic. That's correct. So I'll give an example. So we went to Las Vegas. I took my office to Las Vegas. So uh, three of us were sleeping in one room. So my accountant had come with us and my nuclear tech also had come with us. So I got up in the morning since Las Vegas food is very salty. I got up in the morning and I drank a liter of water and I'm sitting in bed. We are discussing politics. These two uh, friends of mine ran down, got their Starbucks, came up and they drank. So I was sitting there watching. 45 minutes have gone by. We are discussing. Both of them got up to pee twice. I had not peed yet. So I tell them, guys, I drank a liter of water and I'm still waiting to pee because of all the salt I ate yesterday. You guys didn't drink water. You just drank coffee and you peed twice. Who is dehydrated, me or you? After that, my accountant stopped drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the point. The yeah. point being you're right. When you're dehydrated and you drink coffee, you think you're peeing, but you are drying your system. When you do that, what happens? You're stressing, putting enormous stress on the kidneys. You're releasing a lot of hormones, which in turn make your blood pressure go up, heart rate go up. You don't want all those things. Simple thing. How hard is it to just roll out of bed, drink water, and roll back into bed? Yeah. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real World, Real Talk. I'm Dr. DZ Cofield, and I'm with Dr. Coda Reddy. And we're giving you the New Year's resolution list that your mama never gave you, your daddy never gave you. I don't know if anybody gave you this list. And, and it's such a, a simple list, but it's uh, something that, that we can all put into effect. You just have to be intentional about doing it. So you have liquids and solids. So we start with liquids. Water. Water. And then the second rule of water. Every time you sit down to eat, drink two glasses of water before you start eating. That's it. So we started with right food. You have liquids and solids. So liquids, water. What do you do when you get up in the morning? Drink two glasses of water. Two, every time you sit down to eat, drink two glasses of water. Non-negotiable. That's all I'm asking. And you will notice that your salt consumption drops. You will notice that your salt will not cause fluid retention. You will notice that the next day your weight is not increased. You will also notice that your blood pressure will drop by 30 points. So let's start again. One, drink water when you roll out of bed. 
Two, every time you sit down to eat, drink two glasses of water. That's water part of it. Second is solids. Now, solids again comes into uh, five different items. Salt, sugar, starch, fat, caffeine. Any food you eat is made of salt, sugar, starch, fat, caffeine. These are the ones which cause most of the medical problems. So, for example, you, you have a burning desire to become fat. Eat sugar and starch. You have a burning desire to develop diabetes. Eat sugar and starch. If you have diabetes and obesity, you want to make it worse. Eat more sugar and starch. If you think that eating fat will make you fat, think again. If you have a fatty liver and you want to make your fatty liver worse and cause scarring of the liver, eat more sugar and starch. So what am I trying to tell you one thing? Sugar is the main culprit that causes fatty liver, starts the process of obesity and diabetes, and starch makes diabetes worse, obesity worse. So, if you want to start on the right food, and let's say you have obesity and diabetes, or you have obesity uh, or diabetes, what are the things you need to do? One, plan one meal at a time and stick to the planned meal. That means when you get up in the morning, plan your breakfast. If you did not plan your breakfast, you will not eat breakfast. Then lunch. Plan your lunch. If you did not plan your lunch, you will not eat lunch. That means what? You will never eat an unplanned lunch. That's all I'm asking. For the rest 60 years or 40 years, if you do only one thing in life, and that is planning one meal at a time only and stick to the planned meal, you will never have a problem. Where did I learn this? 12 years ago, I did a presentation in uh, Rosenberg, and this lady who was 90 years old, who's an exercise physiologist, is still training people on how to exercise. She came and told me one thing. She said, 40 years ago, I dropped 80 pounds and kept the 80 pounds on using only one principle. I said, what was that? I planned one meal at a time and stuck to the planned meal. It's amazing. Anytime I plan a meal, I never make a mistake because I'll go home and eat the planned meal and never have distractions. No matter what anybody says, I only eat the planned meal. There are no oops, buts, or ooh, I forgot, or it was an excuse. None of those things happen if you just plan one meal at a time. Wow. Yeah. It is so simple. Don't plan your life. Don't plan your week. Don't plan your day. One meal. And if you don't, plan, just have the discipline. If you are at a place to eat and you have not planned what you're going to eat, then have the decency towards yourself. Refuse to eat. Then sit down and plan the next five minutes what I'm going to eat that is good for me and then eat. KTSU 90.9, the heart and soul of Houston. We are with Dr. Coda Reddy, uh, one of our favorite guests. And so I had him on the front end of the holidays. And I know several of you were like, man, he just messed up my holidays. But I tell you what, I felt so much better coming through the holidays this year. Uh, the amount of sugar I ate was down significantly. I wasn't worried about the desserts. Didn't know about the planning of the meals, but I had planned my meals and what I was going to cook and what I was going to eat and really, really came out of the holidays feeling a whole lot better and recovering and recuperating uh, over some stress and some other stuff. Um, so we talked about the three top things that you need to worry about in terms of your New Year's resolution. And for those of you who may just be tuning in, uh, mastering sleep, number one resolution you need to have, mastering sleep. Don't brag about how little sleep you get. Sleep is a necessary, really um, a necessary uh, friend to you in terms of you getting the kind of rest that you need to allow your body to heal, recuperate your mind, etc. 
And then we talked about managing your stress, unloading your stress. Stress is a choice. Stress is not your situation. Stress is your response to the situation. And you have to control your response. You certainly don't want to give somebody else control over how you respond. And then we talked about food, eating right, planning your meal. If you don't plan your meal, don't eat the meal. Go ahead on and fast. Wake up in the morning, 24 ounces of water when you get up. 24 ounces before each meal, uh, you'll see your salt intake go down. You see your uh, caffeine intake go down, and you'll feel a whole lot better. How's that? Excellent. Okay. Now, let's talk about autoimmune condition because a lot of people are, are suffering from autoimmune conditions, and we hear about it in a variety of forms, uh, whether it's uh, rheumatoid arthritis or um, lupus. And it seemed like lupus is this big catch-all yes. for all kinds of diseases. Um, you have medicine out there. So let's start first with the relationship between sleep, stress, food, and your autoimmune condition. Because a lot of people don't realize that many of the diseases that we suffer with are rooted in the lack of sleep, uh, stress that's not being unloaded and managed. And the wrong food. And the wrong food. And and it's interesting because when you were talking about your father-in-law, I, I thought it was interesting because I know how big you are on eliminating sugar, but you said, you know, here's a man in his 70s, well into his 70s, who, who was eating sugar, more sugar than you would want yes. him to eat. But you're not finding anything wrong with him around the sugar because he, he sleeps, sleeps eight to nine hours and solid sleep. Not, not, nothing and he probably him. manages his stress pretty good yes. too as well. Right? He manages stress very well. Yeah. Say. So because of those two, in spite of that, at 78, he's still running a corporation and pushing the limits, working harder than me, yet does not have diabetes. That uh, taught me another thing. It's the sleep and the stress. Yeah. It, these are two fundamental points one must master. Once you master these two and then eat the right food, then you're fine. You, okay. You just do very well. So let's talk about sleep, stress, and food, and autoimmune condition. Because so, I know people who are who are having attacks, I guess, in, in terms of their own body and um, unable to move certain joints and parts of their body. And that's right. And mind and their neck and shoulders and all kinds of things. And you're saying sleep, stress, and food can help address some of those things. Right. So whenever... This is for people who already know that they have autoimmune condition. This is for people who already know that they have autoimmune condition of any type. When you have an autoimmune condition, you also know that you have flare-ups and you have remissions. That means you have flare-ups where the disease becomes more active and you start having severe symptoms for which you have to take medications. And then it goes into a remission where it becomes quiet and silent. And for the next few weeks or months, nothing happens. Everything's normal again until it starts to flare up again. That means you have flare-ups and remissions. The question you should ask is, what causes flare-ups of these autoimmune conditions? One, you know that once you develop an autoimmune condition, you are never going to get rid of it. Okay, good. You are now going to live with it for the rest of your life. But... You have to do something wrong for the autoimmune condition to flare up. What are the three variables that make the autoimmune condition flare up? If you don't sleep well, it flares up. 
if you're under enormous stress, it flares up. And if you eat the wrong food, it flares up. It's simple. These are the three variables. So if you master these three variables and control these three variables, what happens to your flare-up of autoimmune condition? It does not happen. So every patient with any of these autoimmune conditions who comes to my office, when they start practicing these three principles, mastering sleep, unloading stress, eating right, what happens? They all come back and say that, hey, we are able to stop our medications and have no flare-ups. That's amazing. So most of these people are taking medications for rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or uh, multiple sclerosis or autoimmune hepatitis. One of them is the Humira. It's interesting. If you recently look at the news, Humira, I think, was costing around $12,000 a year, has suddenly jumped to close to $40,000 a year. That means the price has gone up. How many people can afford $40,000 a year to get the uh, medication to put the disease in remission? So, it's so an excellent medication, but it's expensive. So this seems to be another example of pharma greed, you know, where you have pharmacies who are making an exorbitant amount of money over a drug that they know people need it. Need people really need the a medication. drug that's working. It works. Um, what are the insurance companies saying about this? They have because now the insurance companies can't say anything because it's the price. So either the insurance company pays forty thousand or offloads the cost to the patient. So they'll say, we pay 10,000, you pay 30,000. How many people can pay 30,000 a year just to take one medication and still support the family? Okay, but here's the problem. If I'm not sleeping and I'm not unloading my stress or managing my stress. And you're not eating right. And I'm not eating right. You'll be on this medication for a long time. Right. And... But even that's going to have an effect on my body. Absolutely, because the side effects of these medications, there are other medications which are given for uh, autoimmune condition, and one of the commonest side effects is also called cancers. They can have lymphomas. They can have a lot of other uh, rashes, uh, pro skin problems, joint problems. Even though it's an excellent medication, it has its own side effects. Wow. So again, goes back to the three variables, sleep, stress, and food. But then the question comes back is, what is autoimmune condition? Autoimmune condition means... Your body has a homeland security. That means it is a police force. It is the immunity. It basically is a border security force. What it does is it protects you from outside invasion. So let's call it as a homeland security. Now, that homeland security is in your gut. Okay. Now, think of your body as America. America has 330 million people. Your body is made of 10 trillion cells. 10 trillion cells. Your gut, your gut, let's call it China. Your gut has 100 trillion bacteria, 100 trillion bacteria, 10 times more than what you're made of. And let's call it China, 1.4 billion people. Everything and anything America wants, it's outsourced to China. China makes the product and sends the finished product back to America. Similarly, everything the body wants is usually outsourced to the gut bacteria. The gut bacteria does it and then sends it back to the body for its utilization. Now you have a border security force or the homeland security between the gut and the body. Imagine a scenario where the gut bacteria changes. Now you have a leaky gut syndrome where you have a problem with the gut lining and your bacteria in the gut has changed from good bacteria to bad bacteria. Once this happens, the homeland security changes. Once the homeland security changes, now it starts forming antibodies against you. It perceives you as a threat and starts attacking you. Now, imagine if the homeland security starts to attack your joints. What do you have? Rheumatoid arthritis. If it starts attacking your brain, what do you have? Multiple sclerosis. If it goes after your blood vessels, what do you have? Lupus. If it goes after your liver, what do you have? Autoimmune uh, hepatitis. If it goes after your gut, what do you have? Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and irritable bowel syndrome. Now, I have one patient who's 54 years old who has isolated rheumatoid arthritis involving her eye. 
and she's on medication to protect her from going blind. I have another patient who became deaf because he had autoimmune condition affecting his ears only and became stone deaf. Can you imagine when you have eczema, when you have asthma, when you have allergies, these are all or uh, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, all these are autoimmune conditions. Plus, I'm also now beginning to see people jump from rheumatoid arthritis, lupus. There are so many other things that are happening. So they're basically jumping from one condition to another condition, wow. and it's only getting worse. And if you look at the statistics, as of now, they say one out of six has autoimmune condition. And I'm seeing that more and more in African-Americans. Why? Is it because of bad genetics? No. Is it because of the wrong diet? Yes. Is it because of change in gut bacteria? Yes. So if you want to protect yourself, change your diet and protect your gut bacteria. If you already have the condition, you want to put yourself in remission, master sleep, unload stress, eat the right food. Wow. Dr. Coderetti, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? I know there are a lot of people who are listening who are saying, man, you know, this is this is some great stuff. And I know every time I have you on, I learn something new. Um, I can come into a show expecting one thing and, and you, man, you hit me from a whole nother way. And, you know, this New Year's resolution show, I, I, I really, really want to thank you because you know, with all of the resolutions that people make, um, exercising and losing weight and I'm going to stop smoking and all those things, m many of those things are symptomatic. Yes. Um, they're caused by what we're talking about right now, uh, a lack of sleep. Stress. Not managing their stress and, and not food. eating properly. Yes. And it's easy to gain weight when you don't get sleep, uh, when you Under stress eating. have stress. And when you're not eating right. That's correct. And there's no amount of exercising you can do to make up for a lack of sleep. Exercise right. actually hurts it more. If you don't sleep well, under stress, and eat wrong, no matter how much you exercise, you're causing more damage to the body. See, exercise is an equal opportunity abuser. That means if you eat right and do the right thing, exercise improves your body. You do the wrong thing, exercise, it actually hurts you. That's why marathon runners, when they do the wrong thing, they actually have a heart attack when they're doing the last lap. So exercise protects if you're doing the right thing. You do the wrong thing, it will, um, it will punish you. Wow. Wow. How can somebody get in touch with you? Okay. One is they can call my office, 281-491-0044, 281-491-0044. Or they can go online, readycardiology.com, R-E-D-D-Y, readycardiology, one word, dot com. Or they can go on readybread.com. I have a bread. We actually are producing a video newsletter. Every week we take a particular uh, topic and have a doctor discuss with us and put it out. It's all educational only, nothing commercial. If you want to subscribe to the video newsletter, go on eatthislosethat.com eatthislosethat.com and subscribe to the video newsletter and if you like it, share it with as many people as possible and if you have any questions write us or email us a question at info at readycardiology.com we'll take the question, create a new video and put it out for you to watch the whole purpose being education only nothing commercial so please, if you like Go on eatthislosethat.com, subscribe to our free video newsletter, and ask us questions at info at readycardiology.com, info at readycardiology.com. Or if you want to come to the office, call 281-491-0044, 281-491-0044, or go on readycardiology.com. I'm Dr. DZ Cofield, your host for Real World, Real Talk. I always close the show by telling you Late Vernon John says, if you see a good fight, get in it. And if you don't see a good fight, I always add, get in one or start one. 
And the fight for your health is a fight worth getting involved in. There are a whole lot of people who went home to be with the Lord this past year. And I would say outside of the providence of God, I think some went home prematurely and or some went home and didn't have the quality of life that they needed to have. And that in part is because they failed to manage the three things we talked about, sleep, stress, and food. Fight for your health. Fight for your family's health. Fight for the well-being of those you love. It's a fight worth getting involved in because when you fight for your health, you fight for your sleep, you fight for your stress-free life to unload stress, and you fight to eat right, to plan your meals, and to eat right, you put yourself on the path to having the best life you can possibly have. Until next week, this is Dr. D.C. Cofield for Real World Real Talk, signing off on Houston's member-supported public radio station, KTSU 90.9, the heart and soul of Houston. Disclaimer, this audio is for informational purposes only. This audio does not intend to substitute the advice provided by your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this audio for diagnosing or treating a health problem or disease. You should always speak with your physician or other healthcare professional before taking any medication or nutritional, herbal or homeopathic supplements or adopting any treatment for a health problem. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly consult your healthcare provider. Never delay seeking professional help or disregard professional medical advice because of something you have seen, heard or read in this audio. The use of information or following the advice provided on this audio does not create a doctor-patient relationship between you and any of the physicians affiliated with this audio.